I don't want to stop here. Oh, I want to play over there. Be quiet. He's about to take me. Get in line. Shell, come on over here. We're going to miss out. Stand still, guys. Cake. It's time for cake. Culture and arts for kids and everyone. Today, we're going to meet a man who makes puppets and puppet shows. And we meet someone who makes noises and turns them into art. My parents bought me a gift of a portable tape recorder when I was about 11 or 12. But first, did you watch The Late Late Toy Show? Do you know the name of the man who hosts The Late Late Toy Show? He's called Ryan Tuberty and he really likes books. And this week, he challenged Rebecca from Kildare to write a poem that would make her laugh. And he gave her a little bit of help. Let's hear how they got on. So, Rebecca, our task today is to write a poem. Are you good at poetry? Yes. Yes. Have you ever written a poem in your whole life? Yeah, I've written a few at school. What sort of poems? And Sorry, what sort of things do you write about in poems? I'd write about adventure and happiness. Do you like reading? Yeah. If you read books, it's like it's like putting water on a plant to make it grow. That's the same thing as putting words in your brain to make it grow. So you've got a big brain, which is great, because you're perfect for this poem now. Turn the page. And we need to write a poem about laughter. We need to find out what's funny. What makes you laugh? When me and my brother get babysitted by a babysitter, she always tickles us. And Tickling is good. I'll write yeah. that down. Go on, keep going. At Christmas... You just laugh so much because you're having so much fun. So much fun at Christmas. These are the key words for a poem. Toys, Christmas, brother. What's your brother's name? Jacques. Jack or Jacques? Like French Jacques. Right, we've got to get that right. We can't just call him Jack when he's Jacques. <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch cartoons or anything on TV generally? The Simpsons. Are. Simpsons, okay, even better. So let's put, and who's your favourite character? Lisa's my favourite character. Great. Well, then we'll have to fit her into the bill somewhere. Who's your best friend in the whole world ever, part two? Lucy. Lucy. She's really nice. Shall we have a go at this, uh, at writing a poem about laughter? Do you want to give me an opening line for a poem about laughter? Um, a bunny is funny. Oh, I love it. A bunny is funny. It's kind of hard. It's funny. We'll, we'll get there. A bunny is funny. Um... um uh, a bunny is funny. Uh, boys love toys. Go on, you have something. Christmas is fun, and so is something that rhymes. It's fun. Christmas is fun. And my 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 school bag weighs a ton. Yeah. From all the homework. From all the homework. We're trying to get Lucy in there. Lucy loves to play all day. That's nice. Loves to play, let's say, every single day. And now we have a poem. What do we call it? Fun by Rebecca Andre and Ryan Tuppity. A bunny is funny. Boys love toys. Jacques loves Bert, but I love Lisa. Christmas is fun, but my bag weighs a ton. Lucy loves to play every single day. Although I sound fickle, I do love to tickle because children love laughter forever, ever after. Ah, I love it. 
Highest of fives. That was Rebecca writing a poem with a little bit of help from Ryan Tuberty. Now it's secret microphone time. This week, it's somewhere outdoors. Let's listen and see if we can guess where it is. Do you know the answer? We'll tell you what it is later in the programme. Cake! Do you like puppets? Yes, I do! Who said that? Me! There's a puppet in the studio. He must have escaped. No, I didn't. Shh! I'm trying to talk to everyone who's listening. You're a stupid head. I am not a stupid head. Yes, you are. You're having a fight with a puppet. This is ridiculous. Look, this week, Hannah went to Galway to see Branner Theatre for Children, where they make their own puppets. And then they put on puppet shows. I'm still here. Shh! Be quiet. Hannah met Mark McLaughlin, who's in charge, and he has a really important sounding job. He's the creative director. That sounds boring. It's not boring. It's actually really interesting. And Hannah asked him what it's like. What does it mean to be a creative director of a puppet company? Um, it means that I'm the one who gets to come up with the ideas for the shows that we're going to do. My job then is to tell everybody in the team my idea and see if they can put their skills to it because I can I can only do I can't do everything I can't do much really but I just come up with the ideas and they're really good people that work with me so I have brilliant puppet makers and I have really good um, performers and designers and the designers are like a peop- there's lighting designers there's costume designers there's um, set designers and all those people have to know what my idea is and then together we'll work for a long time on those ideas to turn it into a show that hopefully when children watch it it's the best thing that they've ever seen. These two actually, they just happen to be sitting there, they're the first ever puppets that I used. This is Shay and She. Shayla is all green and he's got greeny maroon wings and he has a big maroon nose and his cheeks are all red with blue eyes and he's wearing little baby shoes. <laughs> Do you think he's ugly? No, I like him. Do you? And she then has... Um... Eyelashes and she's all pink and she has the same wings as Shay. And their heads are made from... Do you know, um, do you know like a wetsuit that you'd wear surfing? Their heads are made from melted neoprene. You put neoprene is the plaster, the rubber, and we put it into a mold and made made the heads out of that. So he'll walk towards you now. There'd be two little elves in a house, and maybe one would go out while the other would stay at home. And they get food and then bring it back. And uh, what would happen then if if uh, a girl came and found what their where their house was? What would they do? Well, they'd have to run and they'd have to find a new home. Would they? Would they make friends with the girl? No. Maybe. Maybe. If you if you were doing my job now, right, and you're the creative director, you'd come in to me and everybody and you'd say, "This is my idea. There's two elves and they live in a house." 
and one of them goes and gets food and the other one stays at home. But one day a girl finds where they live and that's where we start and then we'll just spend weeks and weeks and weeks playing with that story until we find a way to tell it properly and make it nice. seen Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse's hands? I thought I had, but if you look at a picture, they're always wearing gloves. That's because Walt Disney, who drew them, thought that mice claws were too scary for a cartoon, so he made all his mice wear gloves. Because we like you. Leonardo da Vinci is really famous for his paintings. In fact, he's so famous, they named a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle after him. But he only finished about 30 paintings in his life. He did loads of other things, and he used to invent stuff, but the things he invented, nobody knew how to make them. So he invented a telescope and a calculator, and he also designed a submarine and an armoured car. And he even designed a flying machine, which might not have worked. But it's okay, because he also invented a parachute. but he used to get distracted really easily from whatever he was doing. It's a good thing he didn't have the internet, because instead of painting the Last Supper on a Florentine wall, he might have just left silly comments on Michelangelo's Facebook wall. Oh, Michelangelo, you call that a ceiling. Cake! Can you make a noise, please? (laughs) Or any other noise. Thank you. This week, we met a man who makes noises and then turns them into art. And he told us that it all started when he was 11 and his mum and dad gave him a special present. My parents bought me the gift of a portable tape recorder when I was about 11 or 12. And so I I started off with this little tape recorder with a captive microphone recording everything in the house. My mum had a budgery guy in those days and I recorded the washing machine and the squeaking doors and people walking in and out of rooms and my parents talking and when the friends came round I would interview them and I was just so excited by this tool, this equipment to record, to capture sound and play it back. I think the great thing about sound is is that it's available and accessible to all of us Uh, and it's all around us. We don't have ear lids so we're listening all the time even when we're asleep. And the process of recording for me starts with listening. I'm a very careful listener. So I go somewhere and I listen for interesting sounds and then I pick two or three out. I stand and listen and then make a choice. And these days, we've got the most remarkable technology, most of us, in our pockets. iPhones, mobile phones, are now really good recording devices. The only practical thing we need for equipment recording is a windshield. So, at the very least, try and cover the microphone part with some soft material that'll let sound through, but'll stop the wind tearing across the microphone, because that's the thing that's challenging outside. 
And I sometimes, when I'm near the sea and the oceans, I use underwater microphones, which are called hydrophones. No matter where I am, if I'm on Skellig Michael, really on the very edge of Europe, these wild, fantastic places with these towering seabird cliffs and this lighthouse perched on the side of this cliff looking out into the Atlantic. It's very sound rich, it's full of sound. I've had the privilege of traveling around the world recording wildlife. It's easy to forget what's so close to us and all you really need to do is just open your ears, stand still for a few moments and just listen. That was Chris Watson who makes art out of sounds. And speaking of sounds, it's time to go back to our secret microphone. Listen one more time, and then we'll tell you what it was. So, do you think that was in the rainforest or at a birthday party? If you said the rainforest, you're right. And if you think it was a birthday party, you must go to some very, very quiet birthday parties. Which sound kind of nice. Now it's time for... <sighs> the Boring Adultish! Features this week were compiled by Louise Denver, Emma Power and Alan Neen. Martina McGlynn produced and I'm A.B. Philbin Bowman. 